So I heard this story last week about this guy in Texas named Bill, and Bill's a pharmacist, and um, uh, <clears throat> the head pharmacist was retiring. So the, his boss came to him and says, well, Bill, I want to offer you the job, but Bill has only been working there a short time. And he says, but there's a woman here who, she's been working here for years, and she's really sharp. Why aren't you offering the job to her? And his boss said, well, because she's a woman and we're not gonna give it to a woman. So Bill quit. And he said, listen, I have three daughters. I don't want my daughters to grow up in a world where you're punished for being born female. So he quit, did take like three months or so before he got another job. But my point being is Bill is a prophet because it cost him something to enact justice. Bill is a Christian because the love of God, it cost him a little. So my point is this, if you look at the readings, both readings, there's a cost to having faith. Faith and love really is a cross. It should be a cost. If it doesn't cost you anything, I don't know if that's real faith. Because you have Peter who, think about this, last week Peter can say, Jesus, you are the Christ. He can get the right theological answer. And then Jesus says that he's going to be rejected, suffer and die. You'll have to follow him. And Peter doesn't like that talk. So Peter takes Jesus aside and says, Jesus, this is not gonna play in Peoria. Um, right, nobody likes that kind of talk. And Jesus turns his back to him, which means Peter's supposed to follow him and says, get behind me, Satan. You're being a stumbling rock. Um, technically a scandal, but that's what a stumbling rock is. So G Peter can easily say, Jesus is Christ, get the right theological answer. But he wants a different type of Christ, uh, a different type of faith than what God is offering. And so the problem is, is that um, when he says Satan, it means, it's great theology. It means it's going a different way than the will of God. And just last week he called says, Simon, your name is Rock, Peter. Except now he's saying, uh, your, your faith that wants it your way is not faith. It's not what the church is built on. It's what's gonna cause people to stumble. So you have this rock theme. And so Peter is kind of seduced by this popular image that the Christ was gonna be this warrior king who is gonna come and kick the Romans in the teeth, do away with our the people we don't like, and then he's just gonna offer wealth and prosperity. So if, if you accept Jesus or your personal Lord and Savior, you know it's Christ, it's, sorry, it's ice cream and soda pop every day. Whatever you want, you proclaim Jesus as your Lord. So, you know, that means the greatest things on earth are yours. Wealth, uh, health, a uh, full head of hair. Uh, you know what that's like. If your greatest things are gonna come. Um, that was a popular idea because Peter, he likes the idea of a God who only gives prosperity and wealth, not a God that offers a cross, uh, self-sacrificing love and service to others. And the problem is in our world today, especially in our culture, we have many of these Peter's followers who really promote this same idea that you can say, Jesus is my Lord, and then offended 
by the idea that what Christianity is, is following the crucified Christ, where your life is poured out in self-sacrificing love. And it's really popular in what's called the gospel of prosperity. Have you guys heard about the gospel of prosperity? So not many people, but it's very popular among evangelical circles that say, you know, if you follow Christ, you get all the wealth that you're immune from suffering and sacrifice. Um, and the odd part is, um, like, you know how I gave a study that um, the people who give most in the United States are the religious? Most of that is among Christians. And then of the Christians, the least who give the least are those who have this theology of um, prosperity, that God is supposed to give me wealth and all this other stuff. They rarely, they give the least to help other people. And one example of that is this televangelist named um, Joyce Myers. Have you ever, okay. She's very popular. Now, personally, I kind of like her because she's funny, but she has horrible um, theology. So she's worth $112 million, not bad. And um, she loves to spend money. And she tells a story that um, she really loves to spend money and her husband has been on her about it. So. She comes home and she has all these shopping bags. And he says, like, honey, I, I thought we talked about all the money you spend. And she says, I did, but I tried on this outfit. And he says, well, I told you, whenever you're tempted by buying more clothes, you have too many, just say, Satan, get behind me. And she says, I did, I did. And Satan appeared and he said, well, it's even better from this angle. <laughs> so she said, I had to buy it. Um, so she's funny, but the problem is, is that she also says at one point that um, you, you should be begging her to accept your money because she believes in Jesus and she believes in a gospel of prosperity that God wants to make me wealthy. Think about the both the readings. That's the opposite. With Christ, that's what Peter says. No, Jesus, we don't like that kind of talk. We want a Christ that gives us stuff, not one that demands self-sacrifice. So Peter has his followers. And when he, when he calls him Satan, get behind me, that's a command for Peter to become a disciple again, not to create your own image of Christ. And that's what a lot of people do. They say they follow Christ, and then they just come up with a new definition of Christ. They're not following God. They're leading God on what God they kind of want. And so when Jesus says, um, uh, what, what can you do? If you try and save your life, you will lose it. If you sacrifice your life for my sake and the gospel, you will gain life. What will you gain if you gain the entire world, get everything and forfeit your very soul? That's what the Greek says, you forfeit your soul. You're more concerned about gimme, gimme, gimme. And so um, Jesus offers that. And the problem is Christ's message and Christ himself has this prophet's dilemma. Nobody accepts a prophet. Not only just does Jesus have enemies, the Pharisees, but even his own followers, they want to recast the Christ as somebody who is gimme, 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 not one who offers the way of self-sacrifice. So the way of Christ, it is a cross of dying to yourself. Um, or the first reading from Jeremiah. Jeremiah, it's a great reading. Where Jeremiah says in Hebrew, says, you seduced me and I let myself be seduced. 
What he means by that is he fell madly in love with God. Falls madly in love with God, but the problem is the more he's taken up with the love of God, the country is beset by corruption and religiously and politically. And so when he speaks out against the corruption, when he speaks out for justice, people hate him. They literally torture him. And so the more he falls in love with God, the more he's rejected. That's why you know, it's kind of shocking. I mean, who talks like Jeremiah? You made me fall in love with you and it cost me everything. This great love has cost me everything. You seduced me and I let myself be seduced. And when I say, you know, okay, I've suffered for this. I'm just not gonna ever say anything about God. It burns up in this burning in my heart. I can't, I love God more than I fear rejection. So it's this great passage. Um, so the odd part is that many people are like that today. We only wanna play ball with God if God gives us everything we want. Then we're not following God, we're using God. And we're still, the, we're even worse than selfish. And so if you're not, I know this sounds hard, if you're not careful, religion, instead of leading you to God, it could be, in one sense, satanic. Lead you away to be more and more concerned about yourself. So Jesus says you must deny your very self. Um, in the Greek, what the word is, is disown. That you disown yourself. The center of your life is not you getting more and more and more. Lose yourself. Where the center of your life really is God and love. Then you gain the entire world. So deny your very self. You don't want to be the very center of yourself. Yourself, that's what Peter wants. That, no offense. That's what Joyce Myers is offering. And then you call it Christianity. It's not. It's satanic. Deny yourself so that the very center of your heart is love. And I was very fortunate this week um, uh, to anoint this guy. I think he was from Liberty Lake, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, went out to Hospice House. He was dying and um, um, anointed him. And <clears throat> kind of interesting because uh, he was a very faithful Catholic, would go to daily mass and um, really kind of amazing, he said he tried his best to love everyone. And um, like he would go, his wife had Alzheimer's, so he'd go every day and visit his wife and tell her that she was beautiful and that he loved her. And then his daughter said, you know, he really did love everyone. Even in their neighborhood, there was a meth addict who was annoying all the neighbors. And uh, said my father would go and visit uh, the meth addict and uh, I mean, he's lying there, meth addict, and always talked to him. And I said, oh, why'd you do that? And he says, because I fell in love with him. And I felt awful when the kid committed suicide. Now, what I love is here's this old man who um, not only did he love his wife, that's not a great achievement, but he could even love the meth addict and have a broken heart. His heart was crucified. When I say he followed Christ, he followed the crucified Christ, where his heart was crucified and broken and just poured out love. So be very careful about the type of religion you get seduced by. If it doesn't have the cross, it's not from Christ. And hopefully for all of us, yeah, we deny our very selves, we disown ourselves, so that the very heart of our life is this greater love for God and other people. Then, like Bill and the old man, we bleed love. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.